You're listening to the Winter Interview Series on the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by Xmark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at xmark.com and Crest Commercial. Introducing the 8-Minute Cyber System, the industry's first truly game-changing innovation in commercial battery-powered OPE. Professional landscape can now replace their gas-powered equipment without sacrificing performance, power, or runtime. For more information or to find a Crest dealer near you, visit Crest.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 445, entitled Interview with Cameron Duncan from Grassmaster Lawn Service. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for those questions, the comments, the feedback that you guys have been sending through, really do appreciate that. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome uh, Cameron to the show. Hey, Cam, how's it going? Hey, Julio, what's going on? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing great. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, you're always uh, one of my uh, favorites to talk to. Uh, always a pleasure uh, whenever we uh, get to uh, meet up and hang out. And uh, most recently, that was uh, at the Equip Expo. Uh, how was your uh, overall uh, experience there? I think every year it gets better and better. It was a whole lot of fun. Got to see a whole lot of uh, trends and uh, check out some cool equipment. So you can't beat that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. What's uh, you're uh, a seasoned veteran when it comes uh, to the Equip Expo. How many uh, years or times have you been going? Um, let's see. I think the first time I went was back in 2006 or 2007. Wow. And I've probably been, I don't know, maybe six or seven times since then. Wow. <laughs> what's the uh you know i was doing those interviews those little like mini interviews there at the equip expo and asking people um what they like what keeps drawing them back uh, what what is it for you that keeps drawing you back uh to the expo um for one i would say the equipment but uh the second thing would probably be just the people you know the people there um people you get to get to meet you've talked to maybe for a long time online or, uh, you know, through Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever it may be. Uh, but yeah, just hanging out with people and checking out equipment. Yeah, that's awesome. You were uh, on the hunt this year for, um, is it, uh, what do they call it, like a loader? Um, is that what they call it, like a mini loader or something like that? Yeah, I was I was really interested in those articulating loaders. So oh, it's something kind of new. Yeah, something kind of new that, that they don't really have in our area. I know that, you know, some areas you see them a lot, but over here where I'm at, um, there's skid steers and tractors, but no articulating loaders for the most part. Oh, that's cool. What do you, um, is that something you'd be using in the business or just something for like the homestead? I think a little bit of both <laughs> use it for, uh, yeah, use it for the homestead and then be able to use it, you know, to make a little money on too. So, uh, the cool thing with those articulating loaders, you can get them out there and they lift some pretty, you know, good size, uh, pieces of material, whatever you're carrying, you know, logs or trees or, or whatever. But the, but the nice thing about them is, um, you can get them out there on a lawn and it won't tear up the lawn at all the way it articulates and moves around. So I don't know, it's something that I was, uh, I was kind of looking at and kind of interested in. I thought, Hey, if I could use it around the house and use it to make a little money, I think it uh, would definitely pay off to invest in something like that. Mm -hmm. What I noticed, because um, I was out there with you, I forget the name brand of the one that you were looking at at the time, um, but uh, what I n noticed right away when you were test testing one out was with that articulating action, how um, like a tight area that you could be in and, and working in. Uh, because it doesn't take a huge amount of space to turn around and stuff. It's without articulating action, it's a lot tighter turns and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
there at the Equip Expo, I think you met me at the Intrepid booth. Oh, yeah, that's like right. like the first booth I went to, yeah, yeah, to check out those articulating loaders. And, yeah, they had, like, the smallest booth probably in the outdoor space as far as with the big equipment that they had there. Mm-hmm. And you were able to turn around those articulating loaders like, I mean, it was, like, so, so tight. I think there were three different sizes that they had there and every one of them you could turn around like in a little bitty area so mm-hmm. it was uh it was very impressive i didn't think i'd be able to get turned around in a lot of those situations and yeah they just maneuver so well yeah they're very cool that um that uh, company yeah, intrepid uh, i remember you telling me something about um a little bit about them which was really fascinating to hear like they're from i think overseas and uh, it's like a family-run business or something yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'd have to look again. I think they're out of Belgium, okay. and I think they just brought them overseas to the U.S. like just recently. So it's something, it's something new, you know, just introduced to the U.S. market. Yeah, very cool. Uh, it uh, it looked like a very uh, impressive uh, piece of equipment. Uh, so. Speaking of uh, very impressive pieces of equipment, you've had your hands uh, full and into uh, a bunch of super cool stuff this past year. Uh, it looks like uh, it was 2023 uh, was a pretty epic year for you in terms of uh, equipment. It, it really was. It was a unique opportunity that I had. I, I partnered up with Riot and I got to try out the Riot ZXT. I got to try the the right ZK autonomous mower. And then of course I've been running the Ventrac um, all year. So yeah, it was a fun time just getting my hands on different equipment that I haven't ran. You know, I've been doing a long care business for 21 years and uh, for the most part, it's just been the zero term mowers, you know, the same thing over and mm-hmm. over for years and years until here recently I got into uh, the Ventrac and then now I have the right ZK autonomous mower that I've been testing out. And so it was a definitely a fun year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was following along. I'm such a, a self-proclaimed uh, geek, <laughs> nerd, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm like, uh, you know, anything that is technology-based, uh, all that stuff. I just absolutely love that sort of stuff. Uh, so let's uh, dive into this whole autonomous uh, mowing uh, to start out with, because you are literally the only person I know that has ever used one or tried one. They've been popping up. Uh, from all the different brands um, throughout uh, the last couple of years. Uh, you see them uh, uh, poking out uh, at the Equip Expo and stuff. You'll see a, a mower, what, you know, what might look like a normal mower at first, but then, you, you know, upon second glance, you see some weird uh, other, you know, extra attachments or what looks like cameras and things on them and things. Uh, but uh, you're the only person that I've actually seen uh, and that I know that has r- run one. Um, so what was your overall, uh, experience, uh, with it? Cause your videos are fascinating. Yeah. You're talking about the, uh, the right ZK autonomous mower kind of being, you know, something that you haven't seen yeah. and, uh, maybe, maybe other videos or whatever. And they told me there at right that I was the first, you know, just lawn care guy to get my hands on one of these ZK autonomous mowers. So I thought that was pretty neat, you know, no one else really out there has been able to uh, get their hands on one. They do uh, allow demos, or at the time when I first got the mower, they did allow several demos, you know, of course, uh, from different dealers. But um, for me to be able to get my hands on one early, it was pretty cool to uh, just test it out and try it out and get it out there and, and uh, show some videos of what it's capable of. I mean, it's just pretty pretty unbelievable machine when you're first looking at it or you're seeing videos of it. You don't really think a whole lot about it uh, until you get it in your hands and you get it on one of the properties that you take care of, and you're you're sitting there watching it go back and forth, and it's just pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's neat to see um, some of the clips that I watched uh, of yours, and uh, uh, you're always getting sort of like a chuckle with like traffic stopping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because they see this like <laughs> unmanned mower job. going. <laughs> Yeah, every single job I take it to, there's always somebody that drives by and does a double take. I've had several people stop and, and, you know, bust a U-turn, come back and and check it out. And some talk to me, some just drive by and roll their window down and take out their cell phone and start videoing it. But yeah, I've I've had a lot of uh, different conversations with a lot of different people just from that one piece of equipment, you know, running back and forth on a lot of my commercial properties. 
Yeah, that's a, it's definitely a, an attention uh, getter. And it's actually really, um, and I guess that's the whole point <laughs> of uh, having somebody like you uh, try them out and, you know, test them for them, uh, knowing that you're going to put content out there because seeing your content really opened my eyes to that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I really kind of um, uh, dismissed it before as uh you know um, not really seeing the value in that and kind of taking the approach of um you know it's just taking away jobs and things like that and 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 i've talked about this lots of times but your video did show um the different aspects like as a solo operator how that could still be uh a very valuable uh piece of equipment even if you uh, like me have no intent on hiring people and stuff you just like being a solo operation and stuff uh seeing like uh, i remember seeing uh, one of your video clips of you um uh, you're sitting there having lunch uh, or, or or having your 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 coke and peanuts <laughs> and, uh, i did have that too yeah, yeah and uh and then uh, you know uh, panning the camera and the machine's still working, right? Or you're eating your sandwich and the machine's still still out there working. And then that's when it kind of clued into me like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really unbelievable, you know, the type of technology they have out there now. You know, when I first started using it, I, I was kind of the same way. I thought, well, you know, this may be useful for some people, but probably not for the majority. But then when you get it in your hands and you really start using it, you're like, you think of just, all kinds of different ways you can use it. I mean, I can literally be using that piece of equipment and have it out mowing a big open area while I'm sitting there maybe doing invoices or sitting in the truck eating or uh, making phone calls and getting back with my customers. I can literally do all that stuff while I'm watching the machine go back and forth mow lawn. So as a solo guy, it's, uh, it's definitely very helpful. You know, I mean, that mower's out there doing the work. I'm getting you know, the office side of the thing, you know, the business done as I'm watching the mower go back and forth. So it's definitely not for everyone, but for certain people and certain situations and certain lines that they have, it can definitely help them out a lot. Yeah, definitely. That's, uh, again, just listening to you uh, talk there about the office work and stuff like that. Again, just like another thing that just kind of didn't think about, right? Uh, I think, you know, now about the uh, you know, springtime when the phone is just going off the hook. And, you know, a lot of times you're kind of, um, you know, uh, almost, um, you know, uh, under your breath going like, come on, man, <laughs> like, let me get some work done. Oh, absolutely. Sort of thing, right? So to be able to like get to yeah. a property and, and you know, get that going. And then maybe like I've seen in some of your videos as well, uh, where then you're just like tackling the trimming and stuff while that that unit is going to be able to like, Hey, the phone rings. Okay. Grab, get the, you know, handle the phone call. And then it's still work is still getting done uh, while you're uh, handling the phone call. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it takes a, takes a load off you too. Um, I enjoy string trimming. So a lot of times we mow a lot of big properties and I'm on that mower for maybe four or five hours straight, just Mm. going back and forth, trying to knock it out. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, it feels pretty good to get out there and mow four or five, six, seven acres. But halfway through, you're like, okay, uh, (laughs) you know, it'd be nice to take a little break right now. And you can do that. You know, you can hop on the trimmer, switch things up, um, you know, trim trim around the trees. A lot of times I'll trim the ditches while the mower is just out there going back and forth working. So, I mean, it really does open up all kinds of different things and allow you to just get more work done. I use it on about seven of my properties. So, I don't use it on every property that I do, but on the bigger properties, it does allow me to get out there and string trim or, or whatever I need to do while, you know, the mower continues to do the work. Mm-hmm. So uh, that brings up a, a good uh, point with that. So what would you say, like, so far in your, um, you know, initial testing of it, would you say is sort of like the ideal properties for it? Um, yeah, to, to put it out there. Yeah, sure. So right now it's kind of in the beginning stages. I know they've been working on it for three to four years. Um, uh, there's no telling what kind of work goes into like making something like this, a machine that's efficient, effective, and, and does a good job. But uh, one thing that I've that I've noticed is that over the years, or I should say over the months, um, it really becomes more efficient each month. They, they tweak a little bit here, they tweak a little bit there. When I first got it, I was like, okay, the only thing this thing can tackle is like big, wide open areas, like 
soccer field, baseball field, maybe a big commercial property with not a lot of obstacles. But as I used it throughout the season, they kind of fine tuned a, a few things and made it more efficient. Um, say you have, you know, an area that has several trees out there. It can go around it. No problems at all. Um, telephone poles and can go around that. They actually added features um, within, I guess it was within maybe two or three months uh, last season. They added a couple of features. They call it the cone feature. And basically what it is, um, if that mower is going back and forth in a uh, on a lawn, it can detect like the bigger stuff. If you have a telephone pole, a tree, a big trash can, you know, stuff like that, it can detect those things. But if it's something smaller, say like a sewer, uh, like a manhole cover or mm-hmm. a PVC pipe sticking up or, or something something smaller, it really doesn't detect that and it can't see it because maybe it's not as dense as it needs to be. Maybe it's not as tall or thick or wide or whatever. Um, so they have this cone feature now and you can literally set a cone out there by that PVC pipe sticking up or by that sewer, um, you know, that sewer cover. And once it gets up to that cone, it'll know that it's an obstacle that it doesn't need to go over and it'll just go out around it. So, you know, when I first started out, I would say, Hey, this is only good for big open areas. But now since I've used it several months, um, it's kind of opened my eyes saying, man, there's, you know, you can use it on a lot, uh, more properties than I first thought. And on top of that, it has a remote that comes with it. So the whole time it's out there mowing, I could be on the sit-down mowing in a completely different area. And when it stops from one job, I can take out the remote and I can put it in remote control mode and I can move that mower from one side of the property clear over to the other side of the property and have it mow over there. So it's, um, you know, with the remote, being able to move the machine back around with the comb feature um, set up to where you can get around smaller obstacles, it's just kind of really opened my eyes of, you know, what type of properties uh, you can take this mower on. I think a lot more than a lot of people uh, realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like I said, completely fascinating watching your your clips whenever <laughs> you post stuff like that. So, how um, hard is it to operate? I've, I talked to um, uh, the the fellow from Green Z, who is uh, the company behind the technology um, that uh, is uh, being put there uh, in uh, the right mower. Um, so, uh, and he talked about, um, you basically kind of hop on this thing, you go around the perimeter and then, um, you set it to mow and it'll mow everything inside, uh, the perimeter. Uh, does that sound like pretty much about how it works? Yeah. CBQ there at Greens is really good at explaining, just breaking it down so you can really understand it. But yeah, it's super simple. Um, basically when you take this mower to the property for the first time, you hop on the mower and there's a little button that says map. You hit that button on the mower and you drive around the perimeter of the property or the perimeter of that little section that you want to mow. And then once you finish driving around the perimeter, uh, that map light will stop blinking and it'll show solid. And it, that map is now programmed into that mower. And so that mower knows that's where it needs to mow. So as soon as that happens, you just step off the mower, you grab the remote, you hit mow and you just let it go. Mm. It'll get out there, do its thing. Uh, the neat thing about it is now um, when you show up to that property a second time, so you're mowing it weekly, one week you show up for the first time, you have to program it that second time when you show up to the property. All you have to do is put that mower within the boundary and then just take out the remote, hit mow. So you don't have to go over you know, the perimeter each and every time. It's just a one-time thing. You know, Once that map is saved in there, uh, you're good to go. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I was that was that was my next question. Was that uh, you have to do that each <laughs> and every time? Because you you mentioned uh, you know uh, having that remote and being able to to mow you know another section of the property, and then that when that's done, that you can use the remote to move that mower over to another section. And uh, yeah, so I was going to ask like, do you have to then use the remote to go around the perimeter with the mower first? But it recognizes those different areas on the properties. Yeah, absolutely. You have a cell phone, so um, you use it with your cell phone. It has an app. The Greensy has an app. And once you open that app up, you can see a list of your maps on there. Say you have, you know, kind of a, a commercial property that has maybe a driveway in the middle and you're wanting to mow on one side of that driveway and also on the other. And in order to do that, you have two different maps set up, one for one side uh, of the driveway and the, the second map 
for the other side of the driveway. So basically, you mow one side, you can hit the remote, uh, drive it over across the driveway to the other side of the lawn, and then bring up your app. And then what you'll do is you will uh, load that second job. Once that second job is loaded on your phone, you just hit mow, and uh, then it just takes off back and forth mowing. Well, wow, that's awesome. So uh, one of the other things that impressed me in a video that uh, you had out, and I'd uh, uh, recommend anybody who's uh, wants to uh, get some information on this stuff to watch your videos, uh, you had one that was like a full uh, demonstration uh, on this property on how, how to use uh, the unit. And uh, one of the things that you showed off that I, I thought about um, previous to seeing that uh, was the sort of like remote kill switch uh and uh seeing how that works like if you're seeing the mower and you know something happens or whatever to being being able to shut it down uh, from a distance and it seemed super responsive like as soon as you hit that button uh, even though you weren't anywhere near the mower it just stopped in his tracks yeah absolutely so right and uh greensy they both take safety like as their top priority of course you know they want the mower to be efficient, of course, be able to get out there and make you money, but they want it to be the safest machine uh, that's out there, of course, you know. So uh, when I first got the machine, I was kind of hesitant because I thought, you know, what if it gets close to this or what if it gets close to that or what if somebody walks up to it? You know, there's always people bringing their camera out and kind of walking on the lawn and checking it out. And so um, they quickly showed me the remote and uh, basically, like you said, uh, on that remote, there is a kill switch on there. It's also on the mower as well. Uh, so two different places. It's on the mower itself and it's on the remote. And anytime you think that mower is in a situation where you need that mower shut off immediately, you hit the kill switch and it'll literally sit, shut down in less than a second. I mean, it's so responsive, so quick. And, uh, you know, without that kill, kill switch on there, I probably wouldn't use it on several properties, but because I have that and because I have that safety feature on there, I'm comfortable, you know, getting that mower out there and, and using it on the uh, properties where I probably wouldn't otherwise use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other nice thing that I noticed too was the kill switch wasn't just like a a little button integrated into the remote. It was like this big red honking thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah, like there's no missing it. it, right? In a, in a panic, there's it's no like missing. it's just like hit the button, right? And don't you have to do something yeah. like pull it up or something to when you're first starting? Like it has to be in like an up position or something? Yeah, if you've hit the kill switch on the remote, you have to twist it and it pops back out once you twist it. So uh, they had that set up that way. If if you do hit the kill switch, you can't. It won't just start back up, you know, with on accident or whatever. Maybe you hit the kill switch and you accidentally hit the mow button again or whatever. It won't just take back off. So uh, they do have that feature in there as well. So once you hit that kill switch, the mower's you know shut down. If you hit mow, it won't do anything at all. If you hit any of the buttons, it won't do anything at all. Um, but once you turn that kill switch, it'll pop back up, and then you're ready to start the machine again. Yeah, that's awesome. It seems very, um, like all those little details, just, you know, noticing those little details in your videos and stuff is like, um, really kind of shows how well thought out uh, those things are, right? Like all those kind of questions that kind of pop up in your head, uh, thinking about like, well, that's not going to work or that's not. And then it's like, oh, okay, they've thought about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's like they've thought about everything. And I'm, I'm, there's no telling how many hundreds and hundreds of hours they put you know, these machines through, it's just, it's probably unbelievable if we really, uh, you know, if we really found out and how much effort they put into building these machines, but yeah, they've, they've thought of everything. I mean, on the remote, you can do anything you want to do to that mower. You can start it up. You can, you can turn the engine off. You can turn the blades on. You can move the mower around left, right, forward, back. Um, just, I mean, anything and everything, you know, if you're wanting to run the mower in automatic mode, you can do that from the remote. I've actually, uh, used this machine to mow under a power line. Uh, there was like a power line on one of my properties that I took care of and the customer would not take care of it. So I thought, well, I'm just going to get out the right ZK, turn it to remote control mode and just run the mower back and forth under this power line. So, I mean, you know, you can, <laughs> you wouldn't even think of using it that way until you're in that situation. You're like, Hey, I can just get the remote out and just run this machine under that power line back and forth. 
and uh, get that section mowed. So it's just all the time using it, you know, you, you think of other ways that you can utilize it that you didn't think of before. Mm, yeah, that's that's cool. I, th- I think I saw that uh, video as well. It was like a uh, a power line that was kind of like drooping really low, where you couldn't like stand on a mower underneath it. It would obviously be super dangerous to even attempt something like that, where uh, it you know cleared the mower uh, just underneath uh, with uh, the power line. So it's uh, just a sort of uh, you know, using the like you said, not uh, something you would think of, but you come up that situation is like hmm, <laughs> there's something. <laughs> Something something you can try uh, to to do with it. So, have you encountered any situations that maybe the mower becomes um, not quite as responsive in? Um, Or is it like once you set it to mow, it goes and it doesn't matter whether there's like... um, like I'm thinking more like, you know, if there's interference um, or maybe buildings in the way of you and the remote and uh, the mower or things like that. Uh, is there any things that you've encountered like that? Oh, yeah. There's there's been several things. You know, this is kind of like a trial period. Yeah. Uh, one of the main reasons they wanted me to use the mower and try it out is to give them feedback. And I've been uh, on tech support, you know, uh, any questions that I have or any problem that I have. I can just reach out to tech support. Either I call them or I text them and they immediately respond with a uh, solution. And so I've, I've given them several things that has happened uh, over the course of the season, just for me running the machine. I did notice, and you know, several things that I did tell them about, they were able to resolve those things and actually tweak the uh, programs to make the machine more, even more efficient. So uh, one of the things was, was the uh, low hanging limbs. So, a lot of times if you get around a tree where it had a little bit, um, you know, the limbs were just hanging around or hanging down just a little bit too mm-hmm. much. You might, you might get up to that limb and the mower may stop. It may go around it. It may, uh, you know, go back and forth trying to figure out what it is or how to get around it. And, um, another thing was like the sun, if the sun was at a certain, certain angle, you know, in a very, very rare situation, uh, the the mower may not be able to see quite as good. So what they did, they came out with these shades and it's basically like a sunshade or a a, a visor, I should say. It's more like a a visor that goes over the cameras and the sensors. And so now the sun's really not a factor and uh, the low hanging limbs are really not a factor either because they have that visor on there now and it's only seeing like a certain height. And so if it's something a little higher, or uh, that sun hit it at the right angle, it kind of, uh, it definitely helps out anyways. So uh, those two things, uh, metal buildings were kind of an issue. Chain link fences were a little bit of issues starting out. I would say probably the chain link fence is probably uh, the biggest issue, but they're, they know um, what they're facing. They know the things that they need to work on and they're constantly uh, tweaking it to make it you know, better and better mm-hmm. for the uh, end users. So I've, I've noticed when I first got it, uh, there were several things like the low hanging limbs, the sun, maybe a chain link fence um, that they've been able to resolve, you know, over the course of four or five months. Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. So does it need to have uh, constant contact with the remote? for it to continue mowing is that like where the issue with like a chain link fence comes into play if you're on one side of the chain link fence and um it does because i would imagine that the issue with the chain link fence is that it's acting i think it's called a faraday cage um where it um uh, something in that sort of manner uh uh, blocks certain signals uh from uh, from being transmitted um, CBQ with green tea could give you an excellent answer, but uh, I'll, t- I'll give you my answer. So, so, so the remote, um, there's not really inter- any interference between the mower and the remote, but there is a little bit of interference with how the, the cameras and, and everything like analyze the data. So it's constantly, it has, I don't know, five to eight cameras on it that are constantly analyzing like what it's seeing and, and, and how quick it's you know, getting up to that object and just all these different things. And so a chain link fence is kind of complicated because um, it's kind of like a mesh mm-hmm. object. You can see through it, but at the same time, uh, w- when you're getting closer to it or kind of moving at an angle, it may look like an object. You know, that mesh part may kind of fill in 
to where it looks like an object. So it's constantly trying to decide if it's if it's an object or it's or it's not an object. And I think just that mesh part on the chain link fence just kind of throws it off a little bit. Um, as far as the, the the metal buildings go, now that's more of an issue um, with again trying to decide what it is uh, oh, okay. the way that the way the metal the tin or whatever is reflecting the sun or maybe it's shady in one area uh it, again it's trying to do the same thing so mm-hmm. it, it really is having a hard time figuring that out and figuring out if it's an object if it's moving closer to it if it's if it's stationary and it's just trying to decide that you know each each second as it's as it's mowing so it's um uh, they they have done a few things with that, and we'll see how it you know runs in twenty twenty four because I may be trying it out again. So uh, excited to to see the you know all the things they've kind of worked through um, this past year. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they're um, kind of the same uh, issues that um, things like Teslas, uh, for example, with their. Uh, uh, self-driving uh, encounter uh, when you oh, okay. when, when you see like a, a you know you hear about a, a Tesla getting it to an accident and it was in self-driving mode um, it's typically can be attributed to the same sort of issues it's something that happened either with the sun being too low or going over or under an overpass on the highway and shadows kind of mess it up um, at a certain right. angle or whatever that it just it got confused for that moment and then some you know things go wrong uh, so yeah, it sounds yeah, like, sure. sounds like a sort of the same kind of growing pains of kind of figuring out the technology and in all those different situations, right? Different seasons, different, uh, lighting, um, and, and shadows and, and things like that. So yeah, the, the nice thing about it is, is all these things that, that we encounter, they're able to tweak the software and in the hardware too, uh, you know, Basically, you don't have to do anything to the machine. They're constantly tweaking it, constantly making it better. And so when an issue does come up like that, you're not taking your mower in. You're not taking it to the dealer. Uh, they're basically fixing it on the fly, in the cloud, online, oh, you know, nice. through the software. Um, so it's very nice that they're able to do that. I mean, they have that capability to to just tweak it, you know, yeah. uh, constantly and so, make it better. So it's all just over-the-air updates. It is. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's 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 pretty awesome to be able to get that sort of uh, uh, you know real time. You know, to be able to uh, encounter something like that, uh, and then uh, to have uh, to be able to talk to them, and you know, however long it takes them, a few days, few weeks, to kind of tweak the software and then update it, and then to see that sort of uh, real time change happen. Um, yeah. Of uh, you know the improvement or whatever, and to, to you know kind of give them feedback. Okay, is it working now? Is it doing this? Uh, very <laughs> very cool position that you're in to, to uh, be able to do that. And, and the nice thing is they're usually very quick to resolve like any issue. If it's if it's something they can see it on their end that they they see all the data. So anytime you're running that machine, you have a number tied to your machine. They have that number on their end and they can bring up any previous runs, any previous mowing and to go back if they need to a week or a month. And they, they have all that data. So that that's the nice thing. You know, you don't have to like share stuff with them. Uh, they can just pull it up on their end and say, yeah, we see where it, you know, shut off because it came up to a chain link fence or something like that. And they'll say, you know, we'll just, we'll just look and see what, uh, see what happened and we'll uh, come up with an answer and, come up with a solution for you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, who would have thought uh, uh, lawnmower <laughs> companies would, uh, you know, start turning into more like technology companies. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Then that, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So what is uh, your like biggest takeaway from the year of testing that? Well, I would say going in, I had no idea what to expect. I mean, I've seen videos of the machine in action but until you really get your hands on it and get it out there on the lawn, mowing properties that you usually, you know, are out there mowing for two, three, four, five hours, it just completely blows your mind. I mean, I would say, uh, full disclosure here, you know, I didn't pay anything at all for this mower. Um, when it first came out, it was, uh, it was, I think, around 40000 And on top of that, you had to pay like a $1,000 a month, um, basically a fee to run all that software and to get all the, uh, 
the like the um oh, oh the work you know if you have any issues with it or uh, yeah. technical support i should say okay yeah. um so the thousand dollars a month really went for like technical support and just the whole software side of things but now they've changed that and i can't give you a uh, concrete number i wish i could uh, but they've dropped that price and it's like unbelievably low now it's like they went from a thousand dollars a month for the uh for the software and it's like i want to say 250 a month Mm. And it may have changed. It may have dropped even lower, but I think the last time I looked, it was like two fifty a month. So you, you know, you think about that. You think about buying the machine and then sp- spending say two hundred and fifty a month um, at that price. I would definitely be interested in buying this thing and running it in my business. I mm-hmm. mean, you can literally, uh, you could literally turn your business into um, like a two man crew yeah. without hiring somebody. If you pick the right properties, you know, yeah. um, the, where I'm at right now, I haven't went that route because, um, I'm just testing it out. But if I was to buy, uh, this machine, I mean, you can go around to, uh, the big commercial properties, big residential properties, baseball fields, maybe high schools, colleges, um, where they have baseball fields, soccer fields, all those things, uh, parks, maybe you have some big parks in your area and you can literally turn your business into like a two man crew and focus on knocking out those big jobs just by getting out there and, and, you know, running solo. So it's definitely opened my eyes. It's definitely shown me some possibilities, you know, in the future, uh, something that I may be looking into, mm-hmm. uh, I already take care of a lot of big properties. And, uh, you know, if you can have one more machine out there, uh, taking care of, you know, the properties, then you're going to be more efficient. You're going to be making more money per hour. And that's what it comes down to. So yeah. it's just, they're trying to fill a need. They're trying to help people out. Um, I know a lot of people that run crews have uh, been looking at it, but for me, I think it, I don't know, just from my perspective, I don't run crews. I'm not a big uh, company, but just from my perspective, I can say, I think it would help out the solo guy or maybe the guy that has one or two employees I just feel like it would help them out a whole lot more than these bigger crews, but I could be wrong, but that's just my take on it. And I would, you know, definitely consider uh, going ahead and buying something like this for the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really opened my eyes just seeing your, your videos, like I said, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, even that, that, the fee at for like $250, that's nothing. Um, when you consider yeah, um, that's nothing. The, the amount of time that it would save uh, and what your, you know, wages would be to pay somebody uh, a second person, whatever. Right. Even, you know, a thousand bucks a month, when you consider that, if you've got enough properties that you're using it on, that is still nothing, you know, for a month. Oh yeah. Uh, that's, that's definitely a deal. If you have the right property set up for it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's awesome. So, um, what, uh, once you got comfortable with the machine, did you change anything in terms of your work? Were you able to add maybe other properties? Cause like I said, there was a lot of videos I saw where you were on, you were still mowing, um, on a different machine, but it was doing like the other half, like you'd pan the camera over and it's over there <laughs> mowing the other. And it's like, like you're doing those properties in half the time now, uh, that it would have. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So we're, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't pick up any more jobs just simply for the fact that I don't know if I'm going to have this mower, you know, long term. So yeah. I didn't want to get into a situation where, um, I went and got more work and then all of a sudden um, I had to send the mower back. So I didn't pick up any more bigger jobs, but like you said, I was able to do the jobs that I take care of those big properties in like half the time or maybe even less. Uh, A lot of times I would have it out there mowing while I mowed another section, uh, maybe up around the house. I'm mowing with the ZXT and then it's doing its thing over in the big open area to the side or in the back of the property. And on top of that, I can just hop on the trimmer and uh, take off trimming or blowing off the property. So yeah, it definitely um, saved me a whole lot of time, and and uh, I was you know able to do a little bit more uh, Ventrac work because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So what um, what does life after <laughs> autonomous mowing look like? Like, is that going to be a big uh, kind of change? I know for me, it would be like, oh man. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a hard spot right now. I'm like, okay, now what I do, I've seen this thing work and it's would be so hard to just send it back and have to get out there and tackle those lawns by myself. So I don't know. We'll just have to see, you know, see how it plays out and 
Uh, Wright's been great to me and, and Greensy as well for allowing me to just try it out and get it out there on those properties and see what it can handle and see what it can do and just kind of open up, hopefully, you know, other people's eyes to, to maybe consider something like this in their business or at least, uh, you know, just give it a thought. Yeah, it's it's been like I said for me. That's exactly what your videos have done. It just I went from being sort of very um, kind of dismissive of the idea to uh, just totally seeing the value of it instantly. Just seeing, just and it's funny. It, it's not so much from the uh, watching it mow by itself, like those clips where you just see exactly. the mower going. Like you see those all the time, and it's like okay, they yeah, got sure. the thing right. But it's the the little things. It's the you eating a sandwich and panning the camera over. And it's still working. And it's like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that right there really changes things, you know. Um, like Just like you said, I've seen it in videos hundreds of times on on the right channel or the Greensy channel. And it's just, you know, that's kind of cool. It's kind of an neat concept. You know, it's probably not for most people, but uh, maybe some people can utilize it. And then when you get it in your hands, yeah, you're you're, you're able to sit in the truck when it's 115 degrees outside and you've worked your tail off the whole week and you just need a break, you know, uh, hop in the AC for a minute or, uh, or grab some lunch or, or go through your invoices or make some phone calls. So yeah, it just, it's, it's just unbelievable. Once you finally get it out there on a property and, and use it, it just changes everything. Yeah. That's a, uh, it's, it's awesome. Like I said, been awesome following uh, along with that. So uh, I'm just going to take a quick uh, break uh, for the podcast sponsors, and then uh, we'll get uh, right back into it right after this. So stay tuned. At Xmark, we've poured decades of leading-edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our Laser Z, the pioneering commercial zero-turn rider more landscape pros trust. So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability, and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now. Cress is leading the transition from gas-powered lawn equipment for professional use with the industry's first truly game-changing innovation in battery-powered OPE. The Cress 8-Minute Cyber System allows Cress-made 60-volt batteries to fully charge in 8 minutes or less. Now, professional landscapers can replace their gas-powered equipment without sacrificing performance, power, or runtime. And with a full line of equipment benchmarked against gas-powered products, landscapers can finally Take charge of their business and make the switch to battery. For more information or to find a dealer near you, visit Cress.com. Cress, we power the professionals. All right. So another piece of equipment that you have been uh, using uh, last year that uh, uh, intrigued me as well and is uh, something that uh, has really gained popularity, uh, and I think you were one of the first ones uh, to be showing it off, is that uh, Ventrack. So Tell me a bit about that unit. Yeah, the Ventrac is a crazy machine, I tell you. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to to be contacted by Ventrac to try it out for a year. And uh, I went ahead and did that. And then at the end of the year, I had a chance to uh, either send it back or buy it at a discount. So um, I liked it so much, I ended up buying it. So mm-hmm. I have the Ventrac now. I have several attachments and uh, just open up you know, more possibilities for, uh, for the business. Yeah. So they're a pretty, uh, crazy looking machine. They look like a traditional, uh, farm tractor or lawn tractor uh, type format with the, the mower kind of attachments, uh, are all go on the front of it. Um, and it's got like dual wheels, uh, set up. So you got like eight tires on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it has a, uh, it has a oscillation and a flex frame, and it articulates as well. So it's um, it looks like you're just you know normal tractor uh, when you have just the four wheels on, but then when you put the other four wheels on, you got eight wheels on there. It just looks like a completely different animal. <laughs> and whenever I'm out and about pulling it around on the trailer, I always get a lot of looks, a lot of people talking about it at the gas station when I pull in to fuel it up, but. It's a uh, it's pretty cool machine. It can get into areas where a traditional tractor can't, uh, simply because it has a very very low profile design. Um, it can handle 25, 35 degree slopes, 
and it can get in there and, and just kind of float through uh, wet areas because of the uh, eight tires. And so it really can go anywhere. It can go on steep hills, uh, very low, wet, soft areas. And so I've been able to take it on um, on all of them, you know, the, the steep hills and uh, the low areas. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, what uh, you, you mentioned that you've got a bunch of attachments for it now. What, what did you end up getting for it? Well, I, it came with, let's see, the Tough Cut, the Power Rake, and the Aerovator. And so uh, the number one attachment that I use around here is the Tough Cut, basically like a brush hogging, uh, bush hogging attachment. You can cut saplings up to, I want to say, an inch and a half, two inches maybe. I've kind of pushed it way farther than that, but you probably shouldn't. Um, but, yeah, those three attachments. And then I also have the Bucket and Grapple, which is really nice. Um, it allows me to move debris around and just, uh, you know, get into areas where uh, I'm not tearing up the, the lawn because of the tractor. Uh, like we said before, it's our articulating loader. It doesn't raise very high. It doesn't um, raise, you know, debris way up high like a traditional articulating loader does. But it uh, it does allow you to get that material off the ground anyways and move it around. So those are the attachments I have. I think that's it. Oh, I do have the leaf plow, so I've been using that this time of year, um, pushing those leaves. And it's a huge leaf plow. It's not like the the JRCO or the Detach mm-hmm. leaf plows. This thing is like massive. I don't even know how wide it is. I want to say it's it's probably six and a half, six and a half, seven feet wide, probably. Okay. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> you can move a lot of leaves with that thing. Yeah. I'm watching, uh, as you're speaking there, I'm on, on your Instagram watching uh, a video of you. Um, it looks like you're doing almost like a ditch or a hillside. And as the video starts, you can see the Ventrac in the far distance, but then it disappears because the grass is so tall, only until it oh, gets yeah. like super close. And then you see, oh, there it is, sort of thing, right? <laughs> and you realize how tall the grass is. And you're just, you're not only climbing this slope like a billy goat, but you're. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you're taking down this super tall grass as well. Were those typically jobs that you were having to do before, or has this, uh, because of the vent track, opened up uh, new possibilities for you? Oh yeah, this machine has it's opened up so many possibilities now. I've always wanted to get into that kind of this type of of niche, but I just haven't had the equipment. We have like the traditional um, farm tractors that are big and uh, bulky and hard to kind of move around with like a 15 foot bat wing uh, that you really don't want to take on any slopes at all. But with this Ventrac, yeah, you can take it up steep slopes. You can tackle overgrown brush, grass, and that's where um, this thing excels the most. I think it's, it's like you said, it's like a billy goat on a hillside. It'll, it'll go up that hillside with no problems at all tackle overgrown brush grass you know you can have it head high you can have it taller and it'll just run right through it so yeah it's definitely opened up a whole lot of business for uh for me yeah that's that's cool so how are you um with that sort of in mind how are you um are you marketing that type of work are you going out there and specifically looking for those types of jobs Uh, yeah most of it comes from video marketing i have a website that draws in a lot of traffic. And then on top of that, just the uh, the videos that people see here locally in my area. Um, if you just post one video and show a before and after of uh, an overgrown pasture or an overgrown area around the house and how the Ventrac can get in there and just, you know, within a few swipes, really transform the, uh, the property, um, people will start calling you left and right. So um, <laughs> video marketing has been by far the number one uh form of advertisement for me you know just get out there and do a few jobs video um you know yourself tackling those jobs and then upload them to your local youtube channel or your uh facebook business page i think those have probably been the uh the best for me mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i can see uh, how that would um totally be a powerful tool for you in terms of marketing uh and it uh, you know opens up those possibilities with that sort of targeting that niche where um, yeah. you're not competing with anybody to do that stuff because nobody else can do it That's right so you're That's able right. to, you're able to charge a premium for that because not only is it more difficult and challenging and stuff it's there's nobody else going to be able to do that 
Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you look at mowing, and it, everybody that has a mower can basically get out there and mow lawn. Um, so it's it's kind of uh, I don't know. It's the the profit margins aren't the highest. Maybe in some areas, maybe they are in some are, some other areas. But with the Ventrac, it's especially piece of equipment. Um, you can get into pond banks. You can get in, you know, to to lakes. Maybe you're tackling a dam or a levee. Um, or, a, or a hillside along the road and no other piece of equipment is going to be able to do that safely. You know, you can attempt to do it with the skid steer. You can attempt to do it with the traditional tractor. But honestly, if you take the Ventrac out there, it doesn't struggle at all. Uh, you feel safe and comfortable the whole time. And, uh, you know, anytime I bring it out, it's uh, you, you try to charge a premium price because the equipment is not cheap. Mm-hmm. I know they've kind of went up on price here. Over the last couple of years, I think you're if you're looking at a uh, a Ventrac, um, just the tractor itself is around thirty thirty three thousand. So if you add in the attachments, I mean you're looking at forty fifty thousand before you know it. So um, you know definitely an expensive piece of equipment, um, and you need to charge that premium price. You know if you're out there running it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think um, uh, a Ventrac like with the regular not tough cut? um deck on it um does it have like a traditional deck that can be used yeah so they do have the finished decks um i actually did demo the 95 inch they have a 95 inch they call wide area mower um it's a rear discharge deck um they they have uh that they have i want to say maybe a 72 or a 60 inch finished deck so they have different options there and then they have a flail mower deck which they just came out with that uh, a year or so ago and it's uh, designed to tackle ma- basically overgrown grass that doesn't have a lot of brush in it or saplings. And uh, you can use that to, to go over a overgrown area and make it look really clean and nice. It chews it up, chops it up really well. So that's one of the things I've been looking at. You know, I had the tough cut deck. It's really designed for brush, saplings, uh, things like that. But if I get the flail deck, that'll open up even more possibilities to, uh, you know, get into these jobs and just make them look a little cleaner, a little nicer, and uh, more presentable. You know, for the customer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, would you do you think that would be something like um, with their, like the finished deck or something? Is that something that people could use as like a main mower in their business, or is it strictly you think just um, for specialty type things? I would say probably more on the specialty side. Uh, those finished decks are really good. If you're doing like a hillside where we're at, we, we don't have a whole lot of hills, but you know, in other areas, I know West Virginia, Virginia, um, maybe in the Northeast up there, uh, where a lot of those Ventrac dealers are at, I know they have some tough areas where if you don't have a, uh, a machine that can handle hills, you know, you're, you're not mowing the yard. So, uh, in those areas, I think that finished deck would thrive, uh, around here though, it's really not something that you want to probably invest in i think the zero turns just do a much better job and a quicker job for uh just you know mowing a, a big open area even that 95 inch uh mower deck that i used the wide area mower um i used it on several of my commercial properties and i found that uh it's simply just not as fast as you think it would be okay. compared to a zero turn so um, i think those decks just from my my perspective uh, in the lawns that I have, I think those decks would be uh, better off used in like just certain situations where you really need that vent track on a hillside or or down in a low wet area. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Do you think um, like how how with those eight uh, tires and stuff? Those I think you can remove some of them from some of the videos I've seen on yours, so you can have just down to four tires in certain situations. Yeah, a lot of times if you're running the power rake, it's, uh, you know, if you're doing driveway uh, renovations, maybe you're doing lawn installations, you're ripping up, uh, you know, the gravel, you're ripping up uh, the rock, maybe you're in a yard and ripping up uh, the turf, the dirt, you know, getting down there deep. A lot of times you want to use just the four tires because if you had the duels on there, mud, dirt, rocks, uh, everything in between will get stuck in between those duels and you kind of make a mess. So um, it works really well when you just run the four tires with the power rate. But then there's other times, you know, when you're on the hillsides or maybe you're in wetter areas where you really need that extra, um, those extra tires, uh, you know, you can slap them on there and just take off going through it. So really 
there's like no limitations to that machine. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's wet, if it's dry, if it's muddy, if it's, um, you know, a nice manicured lawn, uh, it, it can do, it can do a great job either way. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Wait, would you be able to, um, with that, like say a situation where there's like a really nice lawn, but there's like a, maybe a, a backside of the lawn that, uh, has that overgrown grass and sort of those tougher situations, but you have to uh, get the machine over there. Um, would it, uh, be safe to go over sort of the, like the nicer part of the lawn, uh, without damaging it? Or is that something that, um, would be sort of a limitation of it? Yeah, that's where this machine thrives compared to like a skid steer or a bigger, heavier tractor. But those eight wheels on there, even if you have the four wheels on there, uh, you can move through the line. You're not going to tear it up. You're not going to rut it up. There can be water puddles in the, on the, you know, in the yard and you can just drive right through them. You won't leave tracks. You won't leave ruts. And so that's where this machine really thrives. I mean, you can get into a nice manicured lawn, not tear it up, get into the back where it's overgrown and, and uh, needs attention and just get in there and get the work done, get back out and they won't even know you've been there. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, just like the, uh, the uh, autonomous mower, what is your uh, kind of takeaway after using uh, the Ventrac for the year? Well, you know, I started looking at the Ventrac probably in 2018 or so, and I really didn't know what to expect. Honestly, uh, I talked to a lot of guys and they kind of, you know, through the idea around you're like, yeah, you know, um, the Ventrac, it looks like a cool machine, but it's probably not practical. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. And it's, and it's pretty expensive on top of that. But mm. after using it, man, it's, it's a machine that I will never go without. Mm. Uh, I could honestly, um, transition, uh, <laughs> the older I get, Julio, the harder it is to get out every single day and, and hop on the mower and trim, and, you know, all day, every day, you're putting in 80 hours a week or whatever. Um, you know, when you're on the Ventrac, you're just cruising around. I mean, you're cruising around, knocking down tall grass or, or really renovating a, um, a lawn or a driveway. Maybe you uh, want to get out there and aerate and overseed a lawn. It's just a lot easier on the body. It's a lot um, more efficient. And like I said, man, you can get those premium prices. So uh, just looking at the Ventrac right now is something that I really want to um, dive more into year after year and really try to grow that side of the business. And uh, who knows, eventually I may just be doing Ventrac work. Mm, that's cool. I, I don't think there's a better um, sort of testimonial than, um, you know, because you see all the time a lot of uh, uh, influencers, uh, myself included, that uh, companies will send stuff, product out to and stuff. And as much as you like the product uh, and can, you know, give your honest opinion and feedback on um it takes it to a different level when it's on a, a borrowed basis and then you end up buying it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things, you know, I, that I talked to him about. It's like when, when you're trying out a piece of equipment that's given to you for free and you don't have it very long, it's hard to really get a good idea of, you know, how that equipment really performs. But when you're able to use it for a year, <laughs> you can find out real quick, if it's something you want to keep around or something that you want to send back. And, you know, it was like no hesitation at all uh, as soon as that year was over and uh, I had to make the decision to either buy it or send it back. I, I didn't hesitate at all. You know, I know that it, it was expensive, but at the same time, it's something that's going to make you a whole lot of money. So yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. You know, yeah. Awesome. So what are your uh, kind of transitioning away from equipment Uh what is your, uh, would you say, uh, your plans or goals uh, for the the upcoming year are? Well, it's uh, 2024, and it's an exciting time, man. Every year, it's like a it's like a new opportunity to to think about your business, to grow your business, maybe in a different way. You can reevaluate things. You know, you can look and see how the previous year went, and you can kind of adjust accordingly. And last year, we had a very good year. I was busy the whole time, but it was a very dry year. And so a lot of guys that are around here, um, they kind of slowed down quite a bit and it didn't get as much mowing done as they would like. And, uh, you know, in years past, that's all I did. I did, uh, I did strictly mowing, lawn mowing, not, not a lot, uh, not a lot of work other than mowing. And so last year with it being so dry, um, the Ventrac really 
helped me out a lot as far as, you know, bringing in revenue and, and, and keeping things rolling because, uh, when the mowing slowed down, I could at least get the vent track out there and maybe do a driveway or do a overgrown uh, field or whatever I needed to do. And so looking forward 2024, I really want to invest more in the attachment side of things on that vent track and just kind of get into maybe some different areas that uh, I haven't gotten into before. And so moving forward, uh, I'm looking at, you know, growing that side of the business and really seeing where I can take um, the bin track work and just, you know, see what happens this year. Okay. Very cool. What, what attachments do you have your eye on? Well, I really have my eye on the stump grinder. Um, yeah, that's really, um, one of the pieces of equipment that I'm looking at and the flail mower deck. I think that'll really open up a lot more options as well. It'll allow me to get into some of these jobs and just make them look cleaner and nicer. And I think have a little bit more repeat business um, from that. And in the stump grinder, I think that's something I can use uh, around the house. And then of course, be able to get out there and market, you know, in times where maybe the grass is slowing down or maybe times like right now where uh, there's no lawns to be cut. Uh, maybe the, the uh, overgrown fields, you know, maybe I've, I've cleaned all those up that I can clean up and just allow me to get out there and, and just do something different, you know, bring in a little bit more income. That's a, Nice thing about the Ventrac, you buy the tractor, yeah, it's expensive, but you can buy all kinds of different attachments and stuff. I want to get into trenching and maybe, uh, you know, network with some of these companies around here uh, that are laying lines or anything like that. I could get into the uh, trencher as well and, uh, you know, help them out, you know, try to work with some of these other businesses. Mm -hmm. So um, either way you look at it, the Ventrac, you know, with the attachments, there's always there's always something that you can, that you can get, you know, there's always another attachment out there that you can pick up that'll just help you expand your business and, and be able to offer more services. Yeah. That's awesome. What, uh, how, um, difficult is it to swap out those attachments? Oh, it's super simple. All the attachments I have are really easy. It probably takes less than five minutes. Most of them take about a minute to swap out. If you have the hydraulic hoses, like on the power rake, you'll have four hydraulic hoses that you have to disconnect. That may take, you know, five minutes to disconnect those hoses and, and, uh, disconnect the belt to the, uh, from the tractor to the attachment. Um, the loader now, um, they do have a, a bigger loader now that just came out. It may take a little bit longer. It may take up to 10 minutes to probably swap that one out because there's a little bit more to it. But uh, all in all, most attachments that I have, it's like a minute to five minutes probably to swap out. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, thanks for <laughs> taking the time out and uh, chatting uh, with uh, all of uh, about the, all of the different uh, crazy equipment that you've been. Uh, like I said, it's been so uh, neat to see uh, the kind of uh, uh, year that you've had. Uh, it's been one for the record books, I'd say, 2023 in, <laughs> in, in terms of uh, the, the equipment side of things. It really has, Julio. I mean, it's been crazy. You know, I'm just, I've been fortunate enough to work with some really good brands and, you know, over the years. And I think this, you know, past year, 2023 was definitely uh, a lot different than years past. And it was just, just a blessing to be able to, to try out some of this equipment and get my hands on this, you know, these pieces of equipment to uh, see how it may change the, change my business, you know, moving forward. So Mm -hmm. definitely, thankful for that and definitely appreciative of the uh, opportunities for sure yeah that's awesome i'm uh, appreciative uh, of as of you as well uh, for sharing uh, that content opening my eyes on some of those uh, pieces of equipment that i would have uh, normally maybe just dismissed uh, and uh, seeing uh, sort of the value uh, that they can bring even to a solo uh, operator in uh, the you know specific situations um so thank you so much for uh, coming on to the uh, the uh, podcast again it's always a pleasure uh, chatting with you uh, before we wrap up uh, how can people uh, follow you online yeah i appreciate it julio thanks for having me on the podcast if you guys want to uh, reach out you can find me on facebook instagram youtube if you just search for the lawn care life in Missouri, i'm sure to pop up somewhere <laughs> that's awesome thank you so much cameron i really appreciate it and enjoyed our chat i appreciate it julio thanks for your time 
There you have it, Long Care Nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that value-packed uh, interview episode with Cameron Duncan from uh, the Grassmaster Lawn Service uh, and uh, Lawn Care Life in Missouri. Make sure uh, you go ahead and follow him on all those uh, various uh, social media platforms. Uh, Cameron's just a fantastic guy, uh, always uh, genuine and honest, uh, and uh, will give you the straight goods uh, with uh, no uh, sugar-coating it uh, and showing you uh, uh, always uh, putting out that value-based uh, content. So that's it for this one guys here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business bye for now